This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so thrilled that you've joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. With those words, I welcome you. And you know, I'm reminded today of the job, the joy, and the opportunity we have when we gather around this program. If we do our job right here at Equip, we're preparing you for every season of life. Not just a high moment, uh, though I want you to be able to celebrate when those come, But I also recognize that because we live in a fallen world, there are going to be valley moments as well. And I want to equip you with the word of God, the truth and the promises that come from God's word so that you can be your best when life feels like it's at its worst. Today, I want to talk to you about finding joy in suffering, seeing God's goodness and grace in the midst of sorrow. You know, John chapter 16, verse number 33 says these words, Jesus speaking, I've told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I love how Jesus balances his promises of grace and goodness without sugarcoating the reality of what it means to live in a world that is broken and fallen and causes our hearts and souls to long for home, for something beyond this world. He tells us that in this world, you will have trouble. And maybe as you listen to me today, you know what it's like to be surprised by suffering. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one or an unexpected sickness or the bout of depression that you didn't anticipate, or that child who has turned his back on God and rebelled against the Lord and against you. Um, What do you do when you're surprised by suffering? How do you hold on to your faith and navigate through suffering and sorrow with uh, grace? Today, I want to talk about that. As a matter of fact, I want to talk about it not only today, but throughout this entire month. You know, we have been preparing your heart and really sharing about a resource that I have come to love and appreciate. It's entitled, In the Hands of a Fiercely Tender God. It's 31 days of hope and honesty and encouragement for the sufferer. Colleen Chow wrote this book, and I'm so grateful for Colleen and her testimony. You're going to hear from Colleen in just a moment, and you'll hear her testimony of being surprised by suffering. But maybe you're listening to me today and you're living in the aftermath of the loss of a loved one. You guys know this month I've shared with you openly is the four-year anniversary of the passing of our oldest son, Chris. And so there's a lot of emotions that come along with that. And so many of you have asked me for resources. How do I cope with process through my grief and my loss? 
uh, what has helped you. And, and this is one of the resources that I highly recommend uh, to you. Um, for many of you, uh, maybe the sorrow that you're facing again is a doctor's diagnosis that you never saw coming. Or maybe it is a family member that's walked away from the Lord or a spousal betrayal. Wherever you find yourself, I believe that in the hands of a fiercely tender God equips us to be at our best when life feels like it's at its worst. Uh, You can get a copy of this. Uh, We've been featuring it all month. We're going to continue to by dialing 888-644-4144. And this is one of those resources that, yes, I hope you get for yourself, but this is one of those resources that I really am encouraging you to bless someone with. The fact that this book can be put into someone's hands and uh, it can give them hope and help in one of the darkest moments uh, might be the difference between holding on to faith and walking away from faith. So either for yourself or for someone you love, why don't you dial this number, 888-644-4144. Colleen Chow is a wonderful writer who has written extensively about finding God's goodness in the unexpected chapters of life. She writes about singleness, chronic illness, and yes, even terminal cancer. Uh, She has worked as an editor and a writer for global organizations. Her testimony, uh, I think, will not only captivate your your heart and demand your attention, but I believe it will give you hope, even in the midst of suffering. Colleen joins me now. Hey, Colleen, how are you today? Hey, Pastor Chris, good about you. I am holding on and doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for carving out this time. It's always great when when you join. For those who don't know, uh, Colleen, can you just give us a a backstory to this book? Um, What caused you in the midst of all of your pursuits of life to write a book on finding hope, encouragement, and uh, honesty for the sufferer. Mm. Well, I definitely did not see my life unfolding the way it has. Um, I was full of big dreams when I was a teenager. And I like to say at age 18, I had the world on a string. (laughs) I had big plans to um, use all my gifts and strengths, you know, to go, go give the world Jesus. And um, little did I know that that, um, a lot of me had to be undone so that I could live into God's dreams. And so he allowed um, definitely some unexpected chapters like singleness. I wanted to get married young and pop out four kids and yeah. <laughs> go yeah. go to the mission field or be a pastor's wife. And um, instead, you know, there was long singleness into my mid-30s, not as long as some, but to me it felt long. And, um, and then just a a decade or two of um, chronic, uh, I I should say cyclical depression and anxiety, um, and then some chronic illness. And then when I got married and had my son, which was such a gift and um, answered a prayer, he had some um, huge health complications. Um, And then, yeah, two cancer and then a terminal cancer 
diagnosis. So it, it looks so different than I originally thought. But what I found along the way is that I needed a lot of help to yes. navigate the hard stuff. I did not have that intrinsically in me. <laughs> there, right. I'm like not a great sufferer on my own. <laughs> yeah. So as I went and God was putting these resources and people in my hands, especially the word, you know, I, I just eventually in the last few years thought, man, I would love to kind of combine some of these handles into one very gentle, easy to read resource. Um, yeah, that wouldn't be overwhelming. It wouldn't be long and and big, but it would just be easy bite sized pieces to give others. Um, so just kind of pass along some of the gifts that have been given to me. I'm not an authority on suffering at all. Some have suffered far more than I have, but I'm just so grateful for the gifts I've been given on this unexpected journey. Well, you you just uh, I think checked a number of boxes that really are reflective of the range of suffering that so many who are listening to us today are experiencing from unwanted singleness. And so many are listening. And this is your story. Like Colleen, maybe you had your whole life planned out. I'm a planner like Colleen. And and I know from the time that I was uh, early, I mean, 15, 16, 17, I had uh, plans already laid out for my career, for my family, for where I, I thought God would take me. And uh, yet life has been uh, so different than what my plans originally were. So maybe unwanted singleness is there. The unexpected illness of a child. I, I don't know of anything that makes a parent feel more helpless than when your child is hurting or suffering. I think that for me, uh, that certainly is something that I still live with, with questions mm -hmm. about protecting your child. And, and, and obviously mm -hmm. you've navigated through that. And then the, uh, the, the unexpected doctor's diagnosis of cancer and then mm -hmm. terminal cancer and, and so much that comes along with that. And for you, uh, I will just say, for those who have not had a chance to meet Colleen face-to-face, -face, if it was not, Colleen, for the fact that you tell people about your physical weaknesses, mm -hmm. the joy that you exude and the grace that is clearly um, marked in your life, it is a, a gift from God that is evident to, to everyone. And I'm grateful that you have put into this book just things you've learned along the way. And I think it is massively helpful for uh, folks like you and me and mm -hmm. all of us who know what it's like to be surprised by suffering and sorrow. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back. But here's what I want to do during the break. I would love for folks to get a copy of this resource for you personally, for someone you love, for your small group to journey through together, for your pastor who maybe is trying to think through, uh, man, how do I uh, help to minister to the hearts of those who are suffering in our, in our church? The phone number is 888-644-4144 or our website, equipradio.org. Now, uh, we're also going to take your calls. I would love for you to join this conversation. Maybe today, Colleen and I can be your prayer partner. We all need a prayer partner, someone who comes alongside and prays for us 
in the midst of unexpected sorrow and suffering. I would count it a joy. I know Colleen would as well for God to allow us that to happen today. So call us at 877-LIVE-675. We will all experience times of trials and loneliness. That's why I want to offer to you a powerful book that will help you to take courage, to live with joy, and to worship Jesus every day in the midst of your trial. It's titled, In the Hands of a Fiercely Tender God, 31 Days of Hope, Honesty, and Encouragement for the Sufferer by Colleen Chow. Get your copy when you support Equip with a gift of any size this month. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today we're talking about seeing God's goodness and grace in the midst of suffering, finding joy in the midst of suffering. Colleen Chow is my guest. We would love for you to join the conversation. Maybe you have been hit by uh, unexpected suffering in your life. And uh, for those of you whose faith is holding on by a thread and you need encouragement. Today is your day. The phone number is 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Colleen, um, you you feel as free to go as deep into this as you want, but I don't want to push too far. But what was it like, if you don't mind sharing with us, uh, to be told that you don't have long to live and um, mm-hmm. what are those uh, first moments and days? What, what mm-hmm. were going through your mind and how's God's grace sustained you? Mm-hmm. I don't mind sharing at all. I, I think sharing this um, is such a, a gift because of how God has shown up <laughs> for us in the unthinkable. Um, those first moments are definitely um, otherworldly. <laughs> you, you know, you and I have talked about this just where um, God seems to put you in a little grace bubble to allow you to handle those first moments. Um, it's it's shell shock, but it's also, it's too much to absorb in, yes. in those first, yes. Um, yes. you know. So it's almost like God surrounds and protects um, or has done that for us um, or or did that in the beginning where we just felt like we could we could make it through those first moments because he was palpably so near and almost disseminating the trauma um, so that we didn't feel it all at once. Um, but it, it's definitely indescribable. I, I, you know, I've tried so often to put this into words, but I had a keen sense of God's withness. I, I knew he was wow. with me and that he had purposes in it. And um, one of the first things that I heard moments after I heard that I didn't have long, I knew I needed to write. It was the spirit pressing on my spirit. Like, this is partly why I've entrusted this diagnosis to you. You need to write. Um, so it was, there was a gift to know that there was still work to do, you know, um, immediately I knew that I wasn't just going to die. I was going to live big, <laughs> you know, whether wow. that that writing, however that came, um, I knew there was work to do for his kingdom still. So I wasn't just going to roll over and die. Um, but then the reality is I had to come home and my parents had been watching my son during that appointment. My, um, husband was not able to come to the appointment because of COVID and other things. So, um, 
So I met up with my husband and we were just like, okay, we've got to go home and tell our son how in the world. And you understand this. You were saying this earlier. When it comes to our kids, it touches a part of our heart that nothing else does. You know, what's amazing about what you're saying, Colleen, to to me, is that in your book, you write this, that um, you don't naturally have the skills to suffer well. You mentioned that about yourself. And then you parenthetically say, in fact, I am sad, whiny, worrisome uh, on my own. And I appreciate that honesty and that, that vulnerability uh, to be able to acknowledge that, hey, on my own, I don't naturally um, uh, suffer well. And, and again, I just want to say for those of you who are listening, this is not a, a, a story. And I know so often when you listen to someone like Colleen or maybe even listen, listen to me talk about seasons of suffering in my life, it's easy to walk away and say, oh, Colleen is so strong. Or, Chris, you're so strong. The fact of the matter is, is that we're not. We serve a strong God who is good and who sustains us. But the, there, there's not that just kind of, hey, there's this category, really strong people. or really, We, we all uh, need help and support. And so, again, maybe you're listening right now and uh, you find yourself walking through the unexpected, the uninvited, the unwanted and you feel weak and overwhelmed, uh, I want you to call. Three, uh, call, call now, 888, uh, I'm sorry, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Colleen and I would love the joy of being able to pray with you. And we'll go to the phone lines in just a moment. But I just felt, Colleen, important to just share that, um, hey, we're not naturally strong. It's God's grace that sustains. Amen. I can't, I can't say amen strongly enough. I think that's what I love sharing um, or why I love sharing the story is because it just proves God's realness. Like there is no greater proof to me of God's existence and his nearness and the gospel than the fact that he could take someone like me who is so weak and so broken, um, and walk with me through the unthinkable and give me joy. That is, it's just, <laughs> it's miracle after miracle. Um, so I love, that's why I love sharing this to say anyone can do this if I can. Anyone can walk with Jesus through suffering because I am proof that, um, he, he is near, he's real, he's faithful, he's powerful, he, he lives in us and works through us, and he redeems. And I, I could just go on and on. I, It brings me so much joy to share that. Yeah, I think that you just sharing from uh, the, the overflow of your heart is, is a huge testimony. Talk about it from the parental side of things. You were kind of going there mm-hmm. earlier. Um, mm-hmm. what, what has it been like journeying through uh, this, this season with Sweet Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, those first moments of telling him, we had resolved to be honest with him um, through our first bout with cancer to um, the terminal diagnosis to uh, to be gut honest with him so that he could see God walk with us 
um, so he could see Jesus's faithfulness to us. Um, but those moments, I was just telling someone this morning, nothing has undone me more than watching my son grieve and thinking of leaving him early where his grief will only get bigger. Um, that takes me to the end of myself so fast. And the end of ourselves is where we find Jesus. So um, in those moments, I feel the mystery of both. Like, could this be any harder to see my son suffer like this and to tell him news like this and then walk through the the waves of grief over the last, I think it's been like 22, 23 months. Um, but then feeling that there is a sacred experience in parenting when we walk with our kids through this kind of suffering. Um, God inhabits those places in a very special way. And um, it's a privilege to be able to teach Jeremy about eternity and to show him the realness of God in the suffering and to point to greater realities than this present moment and to equip him for a world that is full of suffering, right? So yeah. these are sacred moments as a parent, but they're also painful. So it's it's a mix of, yes, yes. It's you know, yeah. you know, and your yeah. story has encouraged me so much because of what you've navigated as a parent and how you talk about it. Same thing, you know, God's been... It's painful, but it God's there, you know? Yeah, I think that most of us would have to be honest and say, and, and, and even as a pastor, I would say this, that we're not taught a lot about lament. We're, we're no. typically not taught mm-hmm. about how God meets us in suffering and sorrow. In yeah. many ways, we're taught that life is kind of like that blue chip stock chart, right? <laughs> it's up and to the right. <laughs> yeah. Everything is up and to the right. And uh, I was speaking to students at Michigan State University after the tragic shooting, and I was saying to Mm. them that life is not like that stock chart. There are times when we go through um, the valley. There are times when death visits our life. There's times when pain visits our life. But if the cross teaches us anything, Colleen, it is the amazing truth that we get to experience, and that is that death is not the final chapter, and nor does it have the final story that God again and again proves, and most clearly and ultimately through the cross, that life has victory over death in Christ. Yep. And uh, that's the hope I'm holding on to, and and it seems to me that that's the promise that has sustained you. Yes, and it's I, I'm working through Hebrews verse by verse um, in the last several months for my personal time in the Word, and one of the verses that just I keep coming back to and revisiting is from Hebrews 2, where it says um, that through Jesus' death, he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, wow. and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. And there is something marvelous about realizing that we can simultaneously grieve the last enemy, death, the cruelest enemy, death, while realizing that death's presence serves a very powerful purpose in our life. Mm. Because um, 
as I, death has become a companion of sorts through this journey, that is teaching me um, through God's grace, he's using this nearness of death to do a work in me where things are much more weighty with beauty and they're much more fragile like a soap bubble. So it's, death is in the hands of God being used to teach our family to put a lot less stock here and now. Yes. And right to hope in what's to come. And God has, he has taken away the, the terror of death itself, even though it's still scary and it's, we lament and all these things, ultimately it serves a purpose. And so as we grieve it, we don't grieve as those without hope, right? Yes, 100%. And I hope folks, as you hear Colleen, where her anchor lies is in the word of God. It is, it is Mm -hmm. clear every time we talk and that's what comes through in the pages of scripture. That's what comes through in the book as well. And, and and I would just say for me, what I love about your book is that I don't care what page I open to, I can flip it and just, it's saturated with scripture and woven Mm -hmm. into it all is, um, is not a shallow hope, but it's a deep hope that is found in Christ and not in the fleeting realities of this life. Real quickly, people mm-hmm. have asked me over and again, Colleen, uh, has your theology changed through your suffering? Mm-hmm. And, and I will say this, that <laughs> I had the false view that I had way more control over my life than what I did. <laughs> now, God's sovereignty hasn't changed. But my understanding of my sovereignty has certainly changed. And I think in a good way, it has brought me in line with the true story of Scripture that I am weak, but he is not. I am insufficient, but he is all sufficient. And he is near to me, even in my suffering. Friends, that's why I want you to get this book. Please dial the number for yourself, for someone you love, in the hands of a fiercely tender God. 888-644-4144 or EquipRadio.org. I want you to meet Colleen Chow, an amazing woman who is facing a terminal illness. She wrote, In the Hands of a Fiercely Tender God, to invite fellow sufferers to share her discoveries of God's mercy, power, and presence. This honest devotional will encourage you through your own pain to receive the joyous embrace of God's love and beauty. And it can be yours today with a gift of any amount. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. Hey, friends, welcome back to Equip. When you check your library of books, and I trust you have some books on hand or at least electronically downloaded, and when you check your library of books, how many books do you have on experiencing God's joy in suffering? Uh, What resources are your go-to resources about seeing God's grace and goodness, even in the face of loss, death, grief? Lament. Um, I think we should have at least one or two resources that are at our ready to help us to navigate through the the valley moments that will come to our lives. Every moment of our life is not a mountaintop moment. David, the psalmist, says, Yea, though I walk through the valley 
of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Uh, I want that to be your prayer. I want that to be our prayer together. That's why this month I'm featuring a wonderful book by Colleen Chow entitled In the Hands of a Fiercely Tender God, 31 Days of Hope, Honesty, and Encouragement for the Sufferer. You can get a copy by dialing 888-644-4144. Do it now. Um, I think this is an answer to prayer for some, and it will be an encouragement for many. I also think that this is a wonderful resource for us to bless others with. You know, one of my favorite chapters of your book, Colleen, is simply entitled Laugh. And I love that because we can laugh and have joy even in the midst of uh, of suffering. Uh, but you say this, and this is a line that captures me. Um, yes, he was a man of sorrows, referring to Jesus, but he was also more joyful than any of his companions. That's an interesting reflection on Jesus that we often don't think about. We're told in Isaiah 53 that he's a man of sorrows, but we often don't think about the joy that marked Jesus's life. Just talk about what you've learned about laughter uh, through this journey. Well, I love that because we're made in the image of God, we're reflecting what he's perfect in, right? And he he laughs first. (laughs) You know, laughter didn't come from a void. And so because of his joy and because um, he has a sense of humor, I think, you know, those of us who, um, you know, any of us who walk with him over time through some difficulties can be surprised at the the reality of that. Like we see some of his his humor in even the craziest, darkest places. And it, it makes me laugh sometimes. Like only, God, only you could think of that or pull that off, you know. Um, and it struck me, the more I've studied Christ over the years, um, the life of Christ in the, in the New Testament and in the Old, um, we see that people are drawn to him. And it struck me over time, you know, as humans, we're not drawn to grumpy, mean people, you know, or just, or sober, you know, um, graven face yes. teachers. And so I think not that we all have to be gregarious, like, you know, expressive people, but just the fact that so many crowds, the multitudes over and over, we read in the Gospels, the crowds and multitudes came to him, yes, for healing, but because there are so many places where they just stayed and listened to him teach when he wasn't even healing, he was teaching sometimes often and people would stay for hours, go without food. And that kind of um, joy in his teaching is so, once we start seeing that he, he smiled, you know, he, I think it's easy to read some of his sayings with this kind of stern faced approach. And um, once, you know, we dig a little deeper and keep looking at his life, the joy is there and it, um, it's manifest when we ask for it and he gives it. He's so willing to give it. It's something that I've asked for for decades now in my life, and he's given it. And that's such a testimony to the fact that he has it to give. <laughs> yeah, and and you, in Psalm and, 45, it talks about that, right? 
Yeah, and you document that throughout um, this chapter, and this is why I'm I'm so grateful for it. So obviously Psalm 45 uh, captures that. Mm-hmm. The Psalm 40, mm-hmm. uh, 48, Isaiah 62, Isaiah 23, <laughs> Luke 14, I mean, over and over again. Mm-hmm. And this is a side yeah. of Jesus that somehow I think we, we often overlook. I, I've shared before, Colleen, that, uh, one of the toughest questions I was asked by our, our grief counselor, uh, who's been such a huge blessing in our lives as mm. a family, was uh, he asked me in one session, Chris, is God pleased with you? And I wow. paused, and I think I paused wow. long enough for him to know, hey, there's something missing there. Had he asked mm. me a theological question, Colleen, like, are you justified <laughs> I would have explained in true Reformation style uh, how justification (laughs) has come through grace by faith in Christ alone. You know, Mm -hmm. I was prepared Mm -hmm. for that. You know, I was even prepared to be able to answer, does he love me? You know, yes, Jesus loves me. Um, But the thought of pleasure, him, Mm -hmm. and I think there was two sides of it that were tough for me. The thought of thinking of God in pleasure or him being pleased mm-hmm. was something that is there. It's right there, but something yeah. that I hadn't pondered deeply. And then thinking mm-hmm. of that pleasure being directed towards me um, was something that I needed to think through. But yet I recognize, Colleen, there's a lot of folks who are listening that when suffering comes into their life, their automatic thought is, um, is this judgment? Is this because yeah. I've failed God or or maybe he's not pleased with me or 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 uh, yeah. maybe I've grieved his heart? What do you say to that person, not the person mm-hmm. who is in open, unrepentant sin and just experiencing sure. the consequences of that, but the person who has been loving God and yet facing suffering and is questioning whether or not God is pleased with them? Mm. Yeah, this is something I've wrestled hard with, and I agree with you. It's hard to feel God's pleasure in the midst of deep suffering. I've I've wrestled with that um, deep and long, and I I do come back to verses like Zephaniah three seventeen. He will rejoice over you with gladness, um, and verses like that in the midst of books that are really full of suffering. Zephaniah has a lot of um, hard stuff in it. Um, and, uh, you know, that I think some theologies think that um, suffering is a result of sin. And there's that, yes. too. We all we've all experienced that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I've suffered for my, you know, for Absolutely. the consequences of my sin. But um, it is a pr- I've come to be conv- convinced that it's a privilege to share in the sufferings of Christ, like Paul talks about, the fellowship of his suffering. And Christ was a sufferer. And so when I suffer, I enter in with him in a way that nothing else can, nothing else can get me there um, in specific ways in Christ. And I, while my position is secure, nothing can make me, you know, win more favor with him or any of that. Jesus has done that once and for all by his sacrifice, but there is a privilege and um, it's, it's an honor for 
Christ to entrust me with sufferings like he had, not as much as he had, but similar sufferings so that I know him more and knowing him more is my greatest good. Um, Psalm 73, 26 says the nearness of God is my good. And so if I'm experiencing that nearness, that's my best good. That's as good as it. I mean, this is the the best, my, you know, so I think in that sense, it's um, that's why I've come to, be able to embrace suffering, not easily. I still wrestle. I still wail. I lament, but I can remember how many times God has been good to me and revealed things about himself that has filled up my heart and brought me joy and satisfaction like nothing else can. And so if the way into more of that goodness is through hard things, that's ultimately good, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's hard to see that. It's hard to say that, especially when we're raw and when it's, you know, I often have been in my closet in the fetal position, wailing out, you know, in mm-hmm. in pain and grief, but God meets me there. He doesn't leave me there. And yeah. what I find in him gets me back up and takes me further into the realities that are going to last forever, the joy and the goodness and the beauty of Christ. It's going to be That's mine right. forever. This is, this is practice, right? I'm, I'm getting ready for the, the real stuff that, um, that's coming at me. <laughs> Phone number 888-644-4144. Again, 888-644-4144. I often describe myself, Colleen, when it comes to my relationship with God is that sometimes I can be like that hyperactive, squirming child whose uh, mom or dad wants them to just sit in their lap. Let's just cuddle for a moment. And I'm like, no, I got to go do this, and I want to do this, and ooh, and look at that bunny rabbit over there. And, I mean, there's so many things that are, like, (laughs) capturing my attention. And it's like what suffering does is it slows you down in many ways. It causes you oh. to be still and know that he yep. is God. And that's yep. not a stillness that maybe you, again, want or invite, but it is a stillness mm-hmm. that you need. Um, I want to mm-hmm. get, if we could go to Everold uh, in Florida right before a break. I wanted to get you in. We're close to a break, but Everold, how can we pray for you today? Well, I guess just God's direction and purpose and plan, but I had really called to share something that I'd experienced when I was taking care of my aunt who had cancer. So, um, can I share? It's going to be we, real quick. We're really close to a break, but you go right ahead. All right, then. Our, when she had cancer, I was like passing and praying for a lot. And uh, something that the Holy Spirit revealed to me during that time matches up with a script, the scripture that says that a fervent prayer for righteous man availeth much. Yes. I was in traffic driving, they're praying for her on the way going to the hospital. And all I heard the Holy Spirit said to me was, let her go. She needs to come mm. home. Mm. And I bust out bawling and I'm there like, God, when? And what he said to me after that just blew me away. When he said to me, your prayers are holding her back mm. and you need to let her go. Yeah, and I, I kid you not, 
it's when you look at Jesus praying and so much scriptures that where Jesus himself talked about pray, pray without ceasing. Yeah. All those scriptures came to light and brighten up big yes. time because yes. no matter who's going through what, cancer or whatever, by us praying, praying for them, you know, it's, a, it's big. Because you know, it's interesting God that you, that you, you, you know, it's interesting. I appreciate your call, Everworld. You know, one of the things that all of us have to grow in, myself included, is my prayers being aligned with his will, informed by his word, and motivated by his desire in any particular moment. All of us know what it's like to have our prayers kind of influenced and motivated by our own desires. And I think the simplest prayer for us to pray as Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done. Phone number 888-644-4144 or equipradio.org. We'll be right back. Author Colleen Chow knows what it means to suffer and to endure that suffering with Christ. She shares that wisdom with you through her book, In the Hands of a Fiercely Tender God. With her trademark combination of wit and wisdom, she'll teach you how to hold on through suffering to the one who suffers with you. Request your copy of this devotional when you support Equip this month. Simply call 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks, phone number 888-644-4144. Colleen, if you don't mind, I want to go back to the phone lines. Maggie is listening in Florida. I'm sorry, Margie is listening in Florida. Hey, Margie, thank you so much for listening to Equip. How can we pray for you today? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I've been following Colleen, and I have her book, and I'm kind of in a similar situation as Colleen. I have a terminal illness. I have cancer. I have ovarian cancer, and I've been given 6 to 12 months to live. And I have a beautiful Mm -hmm. husband and wonderful family, but I don't have any children. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been really excited about the thought of going to heaven, and sometimes I wonder if it's not right to be that excited to go to heaven because I'm leaving my poor husband here by himself. And he lost his first wife to, to blood cancer, you know, mm. and so he's going to go through it again. And so I feel really bad for him, but um, I don't have children. So that is a blessing that, you know, I don't, I'm not leaving children like Colleen is, yeah. it, you know, poor Colleen's son, you know. Well, Margie, first so off, it, thank you for calling. And, um, mm-hmm. And I want to let Colleen uh, respond. We haven't talked much about Mr. Eddie today, but um, Mm. obviously, Colleen, you can relate to where Margie's at. What's your response? Oh, Margie, I just love you. And I choked up as you shared. Thank you for sharing. And it is interesting. As a um, cancer patient, I feel like it's easy to feel guilty um, over a lot of different things things that, you know, we feel or think. Um, and there's just so much grace in his presence. He, I, that's what I've, I've, I've learned to be gentle with myself because, you know, any given day I might think or feel something very different <laughs> than the next day, but to just meet him in that and find him in that and be honest with him. Like, I don't think, you know, of course, of course you're happy to go to heaven. It shows that your heart is filled with eternity. 
Um, but it just, even from your spirit, listening to you over the phone, I, I know you're tender to your husband, you know, and his needs and you care for him and Jesus will meet you both in that. He's so faithful, right? So, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I will be praying for you both as you navigate this. It's tricky and it's messy and it's complex, um, to walk through cancer together and this kind of diagnosis. So, oh, I just love you so much as a sister. Colleen, would you mind uh, praying for, for Margie? Mm, yeah. Oh, Lord, thank you so much that you are with us and that you are with Margie and her husband. My heart goes out to him to go through this twice is just um, unfathomable. But God, thank you that you have everything they need for this, that you are going to be merciful and kind and compassionate and faithful because that's who you are. And I pray that you would surround them um, with community and people who will love and serve them. And um, thank you so much, God, that you hold us in your hands. I pray that you just care for Margie and her husband in a very special, tender way today. Amen. Thank you, Margie, for calling. Uh, the phone number again, 888-644-4144. Colleen, um, there's never enough time when we get a chance to chat. Uh, but <laughs> but let me ask this question. Um, you, you had someone in mind when you wrote this book. Um, sure, mm. I'm sure there was a, a, an image or a thought in your mind, the mm. type of person that would pick it up and what your hope was that they would encounter uh, through the pages of the book. Can you share that? Mm. What, who do you hope reads the book and what do you mm. hope they encounter or experience as they do? Mm, I love that question. Yeah, my heart was for those who feel like I have on the darkest days where you just think, I don't know if I'm going to make it to tomorrow. Um, my heart is tender for those moments and the people who are in them. And my heart just overflowed with longing to write something that a sufferer could pick up, just read a couple pages and even put it aside for months, you know, just because sometimes there's just too much in those moments. They're so overwhelming and so dark, but that a couple of pages would just let them experience the nearness of Jesus, his tenderness, his care, and maybe pass along a handle that could help them take the next step to the next moment. And that was my heart because I have been there so many times. And there have been a couple of books like that for me from old saints, Amy Carmichael being one of them, yeah. her book Candles in the Dark. I have turned to that book over and over again. And it's easy reading. It's light, but it's deep. <laughs> and I wanted something like that, you know, that wouldn't be too much, yes. but that would give a little light for the next step through Christ's word and his nearness. I love that description because I think it fits your book as well. It is light, but mm. it is so rich and so deep. Thank you, Colleen, for being with us. So appreciate you. You're in our prayers. And we're certainly grateful for this gift in the hands of a fiercely tender God. Friends, 31 days of hope, honesty, and encouragement. And until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. Women in ministry is a topic that generates a lot of questions, like what does the Bible teach about women ministering in their homes and even in the church? 
We're going to talk about how a woman can discern her calling with a veteran panel of women leaders on the next edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org.